Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Welcome to the Colby Daniels Podcast presented by Artisan Botanicals in Midwest City. Check out their line of natural medicine products, including Kratom, CBD, and the new Delta 8 capsules. When you order online, use the discount code Colby Show, C-O-L-B-Y-S-H-O-W, discount code Colby Show to save 15% off your online order at abotanicalcompany.com. Again, 15% off your online order. Easy and safe pickup. They have a drive through where you can pick up your orders. So it's really cool that uh, we're able to save you some money that you can order online and pick up through the drive through And if you are unfamiliar with any of these products and how they can benefit you, don't hesitate to give Artisan Botanicals a call. 405-458-9699. They're great people, and they are genuinely all about helping people live a better life. So check them out. Use the discount code and save money online at abotanicalcompany.com. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, I got away from sports a little bit this weekend. Didn't really watch a whole lot. Uh, wasn't on social media much. So I, I've been kind of playing catch up a little bit last night and this morning. But uh, no, I spent the weekend uh, hanging out with uh, the little man quite a bit. So he's got this Hot Wheel game on his on his tablet. And you like race these Hot Wheels and you unlock these specific Hot Wheels. And so he has become obsessed with a few of the cars that are on this game. So we went on an excursion over the weekend looking for these specific Hot Wheels uh, in the Hot Wheel bins. So we went to like four different Walmarts, two different Targets, digging through Hot Wheel bins, trying to find these specific cars. And we found a couple of them. Uh, We still have to find a couple more. Um, I'm kind of convinced that if we didn't find them at all of the places we looked this weekend, that it might have to be an online order. But I don't know. There's something kind of uh, nostalgic about going from store to store to try and find a purchase rather than jumping on the internet and buying it. So that was a lot of fun to, to just be out of the house and, and uh, take him to look for uh, these Hot Wheels. And then uh, I got him a couple of movies that were a couple of my childhood favorites. Uh, I got him Three Ninjas, which he has seen before. He loves Three Ninjas. In fact, every time he watches it, he stands in front of the television and, and basically does his karate moves while he watches it. And uh, it's, it's just awesome. I've probably seen that movie about 3,000 times. But it was, uh, it was fun to get him that movie so that he can watch it as much as he wants. And then I got him The Wizard. Uh, that's the Fred Savage Nintendo movie. So he, he also has a Nintendo. And his two favorite games, or I guess three favorite games, are Mario 1, Mario 3, and Tecmo Bowl. So he, uh, he's gonna, he hasn't seen The Wizard yet, but I think he's going to get a kick out of The Wizard when he finally watches it. So... Uh, yeah, it was it was a really good weekend. Um, got him some baseball cards as well. He got into baseball cards last summer uh, when we were all in quarantine. I had you know dug out a bunch of my old baseball cards and went through them as as I think a lot of us did, looking for things to do to entertain us during quarantine. And uh, he got really into baseball cards, so we went to Al's Sports Cards in Edmond this weekend. And uh, as we were there buying cards. Uh, I found some like old 88, 89, 90-ish like tops and scorecards that were basically the stuff that I collected when I was a kid. So um, I picked up a few of those for nostalgic reasons. But yeah, it was was just a really good weekend to kind of take a break and and probably perfect timing to take a little break from sports as, you know, obviously the the NFL a week away from the Super Bowl, college football's done. Um, I did miss the Senior Bowl, and that's something that I, you know, that's a staple usually on my sports calendar, something that I always pay attention to. 
And I think part of it is just the fact that my new, uh, my new like cable or whatever you call it, not cable, but uh, streaming service doesn't have NFL network. So I wasn't able to watch a lot of the coverage last week anyway. Um, so uh, basically like just rewatching different things from the, that I've found on the internet uh, to kind of catch up on all that. But uh, yeah, the, you know, the NBA obviously I think has some really interesting storylines and we'll get into that, uh, you know, next week as uh, we still are kind of geared toward the Super Bowl. But yeah, it was just a good weekend overall. And uh, as, as I'm recording this, actually, I'm, I'm seeing that, uh, speaking of childhood, that Dustin Diamond Screech from Saved by the Bell has died at the age of 44 from cancer. I guess he had, um, I guess he's had it for a couple years, and Screech has passed away, 44 years old. Um, man, that's, uh, that's crazy. It's, I mean, you know, that's, I, I feel like everybody my age watched Saved by the Bell, that was a staple of childhood if you're, you know, in, in kind of the age range that I'm in. And uh, it's interesting with, you know, Say by the Bell, Screech is a guy that, that uh, was younger than all the other cast members. And if you know anything about, like, the history of Say by the Bell and, and all that, like, he, was, he wasn't really friends with everybody else outside the show. And then he wrote a book that really upset all of his former co-stars and, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously not been a, a great transition from Saved by the Bell to the rest of his life. And, um, uh, you know, he, I think struggled in a lot of areas, but man, that's sad to see Screech RIP 44 years old. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready for the Super Bowl, ready for this Chiefs Buccaneers matchup, ready for the Mahomes Tom Brady matchup. The fact that we have this, this, goat narrative going into this game is is fun and at the same time frustrating to a degree because I think so many people are going to hear about you know the winner of this is is going to be considered the goat and I know that the outcome of this game can go a long way toward telling that story but at the same time you know it's it's one of those things that we just have to see how the game is played out and what actually happens in the game before just saying like the outcome dictates that, that, uh, that storyline. And a big reason is because of the, the last time these guys faced off in the postseason, right? Two years ago in the AFC championship, it was a great game. Both teams and both quarterbacks played really well. It goes to overtime. The Patriots win the coin toss and Brady goes down the field, scores, wins the game. Mahomes never got his opportunity in overtime. I don't think the outcome of that game was, was necessarily anything against Patrick Mahomes, not being able to beat Tom Brady, if that makes sense. And look, on the other side of it with Brady, I mean, I, I remember the Super Bowl a few years ago with the Seahawks and the Patriots and the play that decides the game, right? The Seahawks have the ball on the goal line. Instead of handing it to Marshawn Lynch, they put the ball in the air and Malcolm Butler intercepts the pass and wins the Super Bowl for the Patriots. And there were so many hot takes immediately following that game that were, were like, Brady's the GOAT. And my biggest issue with that was, if you didn't think Brady was the GOAT before, I don't know how that game changed your mind or the other way around, uh, simply because what if Malcolm Butler drops that ball? What if he doesn't intercept the pass? What if the Seahawks call a run play? Something that literally had nothing to do with Tom Brady decides the game, and, and if they had run it in, are your opinions about Tom Brady the same? Because his stat line doesn't change. What he accomplished in that game doesn't change. So... 
that's where I think, you know, the storyline with Mahomes and Brady is is fun. And it's also one of those, like, let's just see how it plays out before we just say that, you know, the winner of this game is going to be that, that guy. Uh, but look, there's no doubt that even if Mahomes gets it done, from a resume standpoint, he's got a long way to go before matching Tom Brady. At the same time, I talked about this last week, I, I don't th- I've never seen anybody, maybe Aaron Rodgers is the closest from a skill standpoint, match what Patrick Mahomes is able to do on the football field. So, um, you know, adding that second Super Bowl uh, and, you know, it being over Tom Brady will go a long way toward, you know, determining like how Mahomes is going to be remembered when it's all said and done. But I don't think that before the game is even played, we can say it's the end-all be-all without seeing actually what happens. I mean, what if it's a... What if it's a Patriots Rams type game from two years ago that ends up being thirteen to three and neither neither quarterback plays well? So I, I do think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, as far as like my hype level, it's it's right at the top. I mean, it's a ten. I, I don't know that there has been you know other than the Super Bowls that involved my Dallas Cowboys in the nineties. Like I don't think that there's been a Super Bowl matchup that has excited excited me more than this one. Some other ones may be on the same level, but none that are more than this one. So this is going to be awesome, and I can't wait for Sunday. You know, speaking of the matchup, I was asked this this morning on on uh, Mike Steely's show it, during my my weekly Monday hit. Um, the offensive line issue for the for the Chiefs is certainly concerning, and when you look at how, first of all, just how good those guys are as as players to lose that kind of caliber player is, is a big deal. Um, there's, you know, no getting away from admitting that not having your two starting tackles and those guys being as good as they are is, is not a small thing. And then I think you, you really, uh, consider how good Tampa Bay is on the edge with Jason Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett and how much pressure they were able to get against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the NFC championship game, how disruptive they were to the Packers offense and ultimately, I thought they they were the the part of Tampa's team that decided the game. I thought that was if you were going to give an MVP award, that's where I would go. Um, you know, they they prevented Aaron Rodgers from being Aaron Rodgers, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, so, I think it's something to pay attention to. I think as far as the matchup itself, beyond just the the quarterback situation and which quarterback plays better. That's that's at the top of my list. Uh, you know those edge rushers against the Kansas City backup tackles and and how that matchup ultimately plays out. I'll give Kansas City a lot of credit for how good they are in the screen game. I don't know that that any team in the history of the NFL has been better than Andy Reid teams in the screen game. And you know that's something that you always have to be aware of. And to some degree, it takes away some of the aggressiveness that the defense can have for fear of just getting killed in that department. Nobody does it better than Kansas City, and they're so creative uh, with the screen game that, you know, that there are ways to offset the, uh, the personnel issue that Kansas City has in this matchup. But, again, I'm just really excited about a great game, really excited about this matchup. We'll see if, if those uh, edge rushers are able to dominate some guys that uh, wouldn't be in the lineup if there weren't some injuries and how Patrick Mahomes and his ability to extend plays and his ability to use his legs, how much of a factor that ultimately is in this game. But I'm, uh, I'm just ready for Sunday, ready for this final football game. And at the same time, I'm not ready for this final football game, but uh, yeah, last football game of the season. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun on top of the fact that uh, how about we had the Jared Goff for Matt Stafford trade over the weekend 
the Rams are an interesting story because they were basically the toast of the NFL two years ago. Jared Goff was really good in that offense until he wasn't. And, um, you know, when you looked at how how stacked that team was, I think everybody thought, like, they're going to be NFC champion contenders for years to come. And, you know, just uh, it doesn't take long in the NFL for that window to look completely different. And I'm not saying that the Rams window is closed, but it's just a different look. And, and it kind of felt like they've had to reshuffle that thing very quickly over the last two years. Obviously, Jared Goff got the monster contract. He's not a bad quarterback, but but he's also not, you know, what I would call a franchise quarterback. I, I think that if you have a really good team, uh, you can win with Jared Goff, but he's not a guy that I think is going to lead you there. So, um, is Matt Stafford an upgrade? That's I think that's the biggest question being asked. How much better is Matt Stafford than Jared Goff? Uh, you know, I, I think he is better, um, and, and obviously he's a veteran, and we'll get to see him in an offense that... Uh, will, we'll, I think, give him the opportunity to really excel. So I am excited to see Matt Stafford in this new setting and, and just, you know, how much better he, he potentially can be. Uh, but, I mean, based on what we've seen to this point, he's a guy that, you know, puts up big stats, doesn't, uh, doesn't really win at a high level. He's been in Detroit. He hasn't been on great teams. He's had to, you know, play the comeback role a lot. So, you know, what, is, what does he look like in a situation – and do the numbers even look the same in a situation where you're not getting down by a bunch of points and having to play comeback a lot? So um, I don't know. I, I do think it's an upgrade. I think for the Rams, if if your window is the next two or three years and you're trying to win now, then this is a better situation than than riding it out with Jared Goff, uh, and obviously a better situation than trying to draft a rookie quarterback to take you there. So um, it makes sense from that standpoint. And again, you, you know, Aaron Rod or Aaron Donald isn't, uh, you know, 22 years old, um, you know, they, that Rams team is built to contend right now. So from that standpoint, I think it makes sense to go get a guy that gives you a better chance of doing that. On the other side of this for Detroit, it's perfect because Jared Goff gives you like that bridge at the most important position on the field uh, to, to take over immediately while also giving you more assets to try and build for the future. So I kind of think it works out for both sides in this scenario, and and I kind of think both sides are winners. Although I, I would say this, if the Rams disappoint and aren't back in the championship conversation next year, then it becomes a massive fail. If Matt Stafford isn't better than Jared Goff was, then it's a massive fail. But look, I, I do think Matt Stafford is better. We just The question is to what degree. As far as the NBA goes, I, I do think there are some interesting storylines as at least for me, I kind of transition uh, into paying more attention to the NBA with football coming to an end. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, this is the time of year where you start to get a little bit more urgency anyway in regular season games. And, and you know, it's a, it's a slow build, a slow burn for the NBA regular season. But the Thunder being 8-10, and 10, you know, that's, I guess, somewhat of a surprise to me. I kind of thought that they would be one of the bottom two teams in the Western Conference. So the fact that there are four or five teams below them at this point is somewhat surprising. But again, it's it's so early. Um, you know, who's to say that that they don't finish last or that, you know, some of these teams uh, don't do or make massive roster changes because of their slow starts. So, um, you know, that's one of those things that, again, is a big reason why I'm not paying super close attention this early in the year. But 
you know, as we start to make that transition uh, into like cannonballing into the NBA season, things that are really interesting to me, obviously the Nets and the James Harden acquisition and just watching them the few times I have, uh, or maybe the two times I have, I guess, since they got Harden, you know, the one thing that stands out to me, obviously when, when all of those guys want to sacrifice for each other, they're going to be nearly unstoppable offensively. The only thing that stops Brooklyn, I think, offensively is if those guys decide that they don't want to sacrifice for each other and it becomes, you know, a, a personality type of issue or a mentality type of issue rather than, you know, anybody trying to prevent three of the best scorers in, in the NBA from completely dominating you offensively. And look, since that trade has been made, this is the interesting part, the Brooklyn Nets, since they've had James Harden, are on pace to be the best offensive team in the history of the NBA. But they're also on pace to be the worst defensive team in the history of the NBA from a point-scoring standpoint. So uh, it's all-time great offense and all-time great or bad defense at the same time. And, you know, I'm curious to see what that will look like in a postseason-type setting when teams are able to make adjustments to you offensively. And also understanding, like, I, I don't know that Brooklyn's going to be drastically better defensively. Uh, but look, just, just simply adding the factor of caring about possessions, you know, in the postseason versus the regular season is a significantly different conversation. Um, the MVP conversation as well. I, I told Will last week on the podcast that I felt like uh, there was a lot of building Kevin Durant MVP momentum. Uh, and and the reason I said that is because I, I kind of felt like Joel Embiid has been amazing. Uh, obviously, Nikola Jokic has been amazing, and LeBron James has been amazing. And and I think you start to look at this MVP race, and the fact that you have four of the elite players in the NBA right now playing at such a high level this early in the season, and when you consider what's left, I mean, the numbers for all of these guys are, are just jaw-dropping. So we'll start with the two Eastern Conference guys. You've got Joel Embiid right now, who is the best player on the best team in the East. He's averaging 28.3 points, 11.1 rebounds, 2.8 assists. I just did those three categories because they're the most common. And average and shooting 54% from the field. And then you've got Durant averaging 30.9 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 5.6 assists, and he's shooting 52% from the field. And then in the West, you have LeBron on the number three team in the West, the Lakers, 25.2 points, 7.8 rebounds, 7.5 assists, shooting 49% from the field. And then Jokic right now is just, I mean, the numbers are absurd. 26.8 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, 8.6 assists, and he's shooting 57% from the field. So it's something that I think is interesting, and and especially – again, that we're at this point in the season and you kind of have these guys emerging as the guys that are building MVP cases, uh, that I think is going to be a really fun narrative to keep track of the rest of the way. Again, as, as uh, at least for me, I start to pay attention to the NBA a little bit more closely following football season. As it is Super Bowl week, we have a lot of fun stuff uh, you know, regarding the Super Bowl a little later in the week. We're going to have some Super Bowl trivia uh, we'll talk, uh, obviously, about Super Bowl prop bets and uh, Super Bowl party rules, which probably need to be adjusted as uh, the world is a little bit different place than the last time we had a Super Bowl. But uh, all of that later in the week, so that's going to be a ton of fun. And then, obviously, after the Super Bowl, uh, we'll transition into uh, you know a little more NBA talk, a little more college basketball talk. Obviously, the Big 12 
the best conference in the country right now. And when you consider just the, the quality of matchups you get almost on a nightly basis, um, and, you know, you know, with Oklahoma, obviously all their top 10 wins and now being a top 10 team, and Oklahoma State being just right on the outside of the top AP top 25, and I think they're actually ranked in the coaches' poll, uh, but they have, you know, what might be the number one overall player in the next NBA draft. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of gearing up for a pretty nice finish in the Big 12 as far as that race goes. So also just want to let you guys know if you want to ask a question or you want to contribute in any way, I would love to have the interaction or love to have the questions at Colby underscore Daniels on Twitter if you want to tweet me, or you can message me there as well, Colby.Daniels on Instagram. And again, whether it's just a question about something you want to hear me talk about or you want to make a point about something I've already talked about, um, I, I would welcome the interaction. So appreciate you guys doing that. Trey, shout out to Trey last week for shooting me over the question about the Hall of Fame, and we put that on the podcast as well. So again, um, that is appreciated and welcomed at Colby underscore Daniels on Twitter, Colby.Daniels on Instagram. All right, that is it for this episode of the Colby Daniels Podcast presented by Artisan Botanicals in Midwest City. Check out their line of natural medicine products, including Kratom, CBD, and the new Delta 8 capsules. If if you're unfamiliar with any of these products, either do a little research online or give them a call and just ask questions, 405-458-9699. They are more than happy to answer any questions you may have, and that's what they're all about. They're about helping people, so... Uh, don't feel like there's a question you can't ask. Uh, give them a call and just ask, you know, whatever question you have about how potentially these products can help you live a better life. Plus, we're saving you 15% off your online order at abotanicalcompany.com. Use the discount code Colby Show, C-O-L-B-Y-S-H-O-W. Discount code Colby Show for 15% off your online order at abotanicalcompany.com. Not to mention, they have a drive through now as far as picking up your order, so it's really easy. Order online, Colby Show for 15% off at abotanicalcompany.com and you can pick it up through the drive-thru. So very simple process. And again, just great people at Artisan Botanicals. Everybody stay safe, have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Podcast is over.